0: You're listening to the Tax Bits Podcast, where we provide bite-sized tax updates and news that impact you and your loved ones. As always, you can find show notes and resources for each episode at cartaxlaw.com. Now, here's your host, Jason Carr. Welcome once again, and thanks for tuning in for this month's Tax Podcast. As always, if you know others who might benefit from listening, let them know they can find the podcast on their platform of choice, including Apple and Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, and Spotify. Don't you just love the IRS? Okay, don't answer that. We know everyone loves the IRS, especially since they are so kind and forgiving with tiny little errors we sometimes make with our taxes. Okay, they're not what you'd say the epitome of kind and forgiving. They do give us some leeway. And they seem to give themselves a lot of leeway when it comes to making sure your taxes are filed correctly and on time. In fact, the IRS allows itself three years to conduct an audit on your tax return and 10 years to collect any tax you might owe. That's what we're going to be talking about today. But talk about kind and forgiving. The IRS also imposes a deadline for taxpayers. That's usually April 15th when you're required to file your return to collect any refunds that's owed to you. These time limits or deadlines are known as statutes of limitations. So for refund claims, typically you have three years from the date of the original deadline for your tax return to claim a refund you might be owed. But what if you're late? That three-year deadline is moved forward by a year if you delay your payment of taxes. So the statute of limitations effectively becomes just two years from the date you last paid the tax debt due on the return if the payment date is later than the three-year due date deadline. And if you miss the deadline, your refund expires and vanishes like a $20 bill in the hands of a teenager. So the deadline is the deadline, and when it's passed, your refund is gone. Also, be aware that omitted returns claiming additional refunds also stick to the original statute of limitations, so they have to be filed with the IRS within three years of the original due date. The three-year statute of limitations clock starts to tick on the day you file your taxes if you get an extension to file your return. One question I get asked often, are there any exceptions to the three-year refund rule? Well, yes. There are two primary exceptions to the three-year statute of limitations on refunds. First, taxpayers have up to seven years to claim a refund resulting from deductions for bad debt, uh, such as credit card debt, or worthless securities. And second, the IRS three-year statute of limitations doesn't apply when taxpayers are unable to manage their financial affairs because of physical or mental impairments. If you're eligible for a refund but don't file for it within the statute of limitations, the federal government will just keep the money. It's known as an excess collection in IRS parlance, and that refund money can't be sent to the taxpayer, and it can't be applied as a payment towards a future tax return. So in other words, you lose it. Okay, let's talk audits. For IRS audits, the clock on the three-year statute of limitations starts to run on the day your taxes are due, and this deadline applies to most situations. This year, the start date was May 17th because the IRS extended the deadline due to the pandemic, As a result, the IRS has until May 17, 2024, to begin an audit, no matter if you filed your return in February of 2021. The deadline would be April fifteenth in all other years except for special provisions by the IRS. And if you request an extension to file, the IRS would have three years from the date you actually file. And of course, there are exceptions to the three-year audit rule and assessments. The IRS has six years from the date a return is filed to audit a tax return and to assess additional tax if the taxpayer forgets to state income that's more than 25% of what is reported on the tax return. In other words, underreporting. Likewise, the IRS also has six years to audit your tax return and assess additional tax on income connected with any undisclosed foreign financial assets if the omitted income is more than $5,000. But get this, the statute of limitations on audits and assessing additional tax can stay open indefinitely if you file a, fa- a false or fraudulent tax return. So in other words, if you try to cheat, they can out come after you anytime. Now let's consider the amount of time the IRS has to collect outstanding debt. That length of time is 10 years. Yep, that's right. One full decade. The 10-year deadline for collecting outstanding debt is measured from the day a tax liability has been finalized. In other words, typically that's a notice of deficiency has been issued. This can occur in a few different ways. First, your tax liability might be deemed finalized because it's the amount of tax reported on a tax return that you filed. It also may be finalized because it's an assessment of additional tax from an audit. Finally, your tax liability may be said to be deemed finalized because it's a proposed assessment that's become final. And, of course, let's not forget penalties and interest. There's always penalties and interest, it seems. The IRS has 10 years to collect the full amount from the day a tax liability is finalized, plus any penalties and interest. However, the remaining balance vanishes forever like that $20 bill if the IRS fails to collect the full amount within the 10-year period because the statute of limitations has expired. You should also know that the 10-year statute of limitations on collections can be suspended in a couple of cases. One is while the IRS is reviewing an offer and compromise, installment agreement, or a request for innocent spouse relief. And another is when a taxpayer is under the automatic stay of bankruptcy protection plus an additional six months. The statute of limitations also can be suspended for the time when a taxpayer resides outside the U.S. for at least six months. What this means is that the time clock, in effect, stops running during these times no, the clock isn't broken. It's just unplugged for a while. So that's it for this month. Thanks again for tuning in, and I'll be back again next month with a new tax topic. Take care, everyone. If you enjoyed today's podcast, please tell your friends and colleagues to visit cartaxlaw.com. Car tax law. Thanks for listening and be sure to tune in next time for another edition of the Tax Bits Podcast.